Welcome back, everybody, to the Nourished Actor Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, and today I'm coming at you with a magic mindset episode. Woohoo! So, this is a new format I kind of spoke about a little bit in my last solo episode. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to label or categorize my solo episodes based on theme. So, last week was an action, which is all about the performing arts and being an actor and career advice for freelancers, things like that. Um, That was last week's episode. This week is a mindset magic episode. So we're going to be talking some mindset stuff, some psychology stuff. And then the other one that we have that I'll be talking about next time is the creative life. And those are life hacks for creative people of all types, which is really exciting. So before we begin, I just want to quickly talk about my sponsors. One is my beauty counter business. If you don't know, beauty counter is a safer skincare, makeup, and personal care product line. It is a fantastic company to support. And by supporting beauty counter, you also support a small business owner, AKA me by shopping through my link. So beauty counter, I started using them primarily just because I wanted better skin, let's be honest. But then I learned more about how awful the personal care industry is and how unsafe it is. You know, there have been so many bad things that have been allowed to be put in makeup and skincare and barely anybody knows about it. So something I love about Beauty Counter is not only do they not use any of these harmful chemicals, they actually ban 1,500 harmful ingredients. And some of them aren't even harmful per se, but there's just not enough research on them. So they decide not to use them. They ban over 1500 ingredients. They triple screen their products to make sure they're free of contaminants. And also the bigger picture that I really like is they're very focused on advocacy and getting safer skincare and products into the hands of everyone, even if that means they're not necessarily beauty counter products. And that's something that's really important to me because I want to live in a world where I can go into a drugstore and know that everything in there isn't going to be harmful to my body, right? Don't you think that that should be the the norm? (laughs) But it's not. So I love Beauty Counter. I love their products. If you want product recommendations or if you're interested in learning more about the business side of Beauty Counter, because it is a really good side hustle for my creatives, freelancers, all that fun stuff feel free to message me on Instagram at the nourished actor. And I will totally give you some info about it. And if you're interested in trying some of the products, I've got plenty of samples with your name on it. So let me know and I will send those to you. By shopping through my beauty counter link, like I said before, you do support the podcast. I use my beauty counter income as the podcast, you know, money and Despite the fact that it's free to create a podcast, it is not necessarily free to put one up on the interwebs. So if you want to help a girl out, (laughs) shop through my beauty counter link and I use that money that I make on commissions to fund the podcast. It's beautycounter.com slash Deanna Eshelman. It'll be on the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for your support. Also really quickly, want to send a shout out to my other sponsor, the Brown Bag Bread Bakery. My mom's small business, she makes homemade breads and desserts in the Poconos, and her business is blossoming. 
If you're interested, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, and her website all under the same name, The Brown Bag Bread Bakery. And it will be in the show notes. If you order and say that you heard it through the Nourished Actor podcast, you will get a freebie in your first order. Okay, so today's podcast episode, by the way, this is my third time recording it, so stay with me, friends. (laughs) Uh, Today's podcast episode is all about procrastination. This is a very important topic for me because it's something I struggle with on the daily. So what is procrastination? Well, procrastination is essentially the avoidance of a task. And it's a little bit different than procrastinating, or let me rephrase, it's a little bit different than just avoiding something. It's avoiding something to quote unquote, make yourself feel better. But by avoiding it, you actually end up feeling worse in the long run because that feeling of avoidance in the moment is quickly replaced with other crappy feelings like anxiety, nervousness, feeling doubtful about yourself, and feeling unworthy. So procrastination is a bitch and it can be really hard to get through it. But before we talk about ways to curb procrastination and really figure out how to get around it. Let's talk about what it is and why it happens. So we already talked about what it is. Let's talk about why it happens. So the biggest thing about procrastination that is kind of not understood by most people is that procrastination isn't a form of laziness. We think procrastination is because we're lazy. It's not. It's actually because we're avoiding negative emotions. So it has to do a lot more with your emotional health than it does actually with your willpower, with your, like I said, your quote unquote laziness status. It has to do more with your emotional health. And I can just say from personal experience, I avoid negative emotions like it is my job, friends. I really do. And it's not something I'm proud of. I'm working through it and I've actually gotten a lot better in the past couple years. But as someone who doesn't like, I mean, who likes to feel those shitty feelings? Nobody likes it, but it is necessary in order to grow and to move through those feelings and get to the other side. So avoidance can only get you so far. So to dig a little bit deeper, everyone's emotion that they're avoiding can be a little bit different. It could be, you know, if you're avoiding washing the dishes, it might just be that you hate that task. It's not fun for you. That's a negative emotion, not being fun or not being enjoyable. That's a small, you know, idea of why you might procrastinate. There's some bigger ones as well. These next ones that I'm going to be talking about are some that I personally deal with all the time, friends, and mostly in my creative endeavors. And I'll explain that in a second. So one of the biggest reasons we procrastinate is because we are afraid of failing. Oh, golly. How many times has this been you? Because for me, it's been a lot. I am notorious for procrastinating something because I'm fearful of failing. (laughs) That's why it took me so long to start my podcast, to be honest. The first... Oh, God. I would say I, I was interested in starting a podcast back in, like, September of last year. So about a year ago. 
But if you go back and see when I started my podcast, I didn't start it until I got uh, until January or no, 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 gosh, until March of 2019. That's crazy to me. And the reason I didn't start it is because I was afraid of failing. Pretty simple. So that's one reason we procrastinate or might procrastinate. Another one that is also very close to me is the fear of not doing something perfectly. And this is something as a recovering perfectionist, I find myself all the time dealing with. Uh, Again, very much like the fear of failure. I tend to procrastinate another example with the podcast. I tend to procrastinate editing the podcast because I'm afraid I'm not going to do it perfectly. And instead of just doing it and dealing with whatever comes out of it, I just don't start it at all because I'm worried that it will not be perfect. And then sometimes we'd procrastinate because we're afraid of the result. So this is kind of an interesting one. It's really a much deeper question is why are you afraid of finishing something, especially if it's something you want to do? Are you afraid of the success that might come with it? Are you afraid of the possible, again, failure that might come with it? I think as creatives, when we procrastinate on our creative projects, which, you know, a lot of people will tell you that as a creative, we oftentimes will push off our creative endeavors, even if they bring us joy in the long term. And it might be because you're afraid of failing. That's a pretty big one. But it also might be that you're afraid of the success that might come out of it. And I think this comes down to, if we're boiling it down even further, we're afraid of being vulnerable. And creative endeavors are all vulnerable. Art is so vulnerable. Putting yourself out there, your ideas, something you have created, that's a vulnerable space. So when you're procrastinating doing a creative project, you're probably afraid of being vulnerable, of putting yourself out there to either success or failure. And as much as we think of success as the positive and failure as the negative, another (laughs) mindset magic bomb that's going to happen right now, neither is good nor bad. Success feels better because it's what we want. But if you think about it, failure isn't not a success or rather, failure isn't a bad thing. Failure is not a bad thing. It means that you didn't get what you intended or what you wanted, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. And that's something that is a total reframe that has really, really changed how I operate. And as it comes to procrastination, When you take away the negative emotion attached to failure, wow, you'll find yourself procrastinating less and less. There's so much on this subject. I will say before the podcast, I actually researched a little bit. There's some really fantastic articles. There's a really good one from this year from the New York Times. It was called Why We Procrastinate and Why It's Not Because You're Lazy, I think it's what it's called. Um, I will say I'm very happy that what I outlined before this episode, before I actually researched, was actually pretty on point with what they're saying today. So I felt pretty good about that. Another reason why we procrastinate or how it makes us feel and why we're still doing it 
So procrastination is part of the habit loop, right? We have a task we need to do. Let's say record a podcast. And procrastination is a, a way to avoid a negative emotion, right? And maybe I'm negatively, uh, the negative emotion about doing the podcast is the fear of failure. And in that habit loop, procrastination is actually a reward, even though it's a vicious cycle that ends you, ends you, that ends up making you feel awful emotions like anxiety and self-doubt and all these awful things. But in the moment, procrastination feels better, despite the fact that it's still a bad emotion. Bad is a bad word. A negative emotion, let's say. Procrastination feels better than the other negative emotion that you're avoiding. Talk about fucked up, am I right? So... (laughs) A couple ways to curb your procrastination. The first one is really cultivate curiosity around it. Why do you feel the need to procrastinate? These can be things that you ask yourself. I highly recommend journaling around it. Ask yourself questions. Why are you anxious? How does this make you feel? How does procrastination make you feel? How does this task make you feel? What about this task is daunting? Things like that, you know, really just let your mind, you know, dump onto the page if you're journaling and ask yourself why it is you're procrastinating. Sometimes that alone will stop the procrastination cycle because once you start hearing the reasons why you're procrastinating, you're like, you know, that's really not that bad. And you might just find yourself starting the task. The next one I would say is... Consider your next action. So kind of plan out what you would do if you were to start. Kind of make yourself a plan. So it might be as simple as I'm going to just press record and start recording this podcast. Or I would just press record. And more often than not, when you're thinking about just that next action, you'll, you'll end up just doing it because it, it sounds so much simpler when we break it when we break it down into these smaller chunks. Another way to help with procrastination is when you do procrastinate, do not beat yourself up because that's going to just add more negative emotions into the pot. So what you should do and what really helps to curb procrastination in the long term is actually going to be self-love and self-compassion. And ooh, does this help a lot. When you change the dialogue around your thoughts and feelings and your how you feel about yourself all of a sudden it changes everything because then when you procrastinate because you're worried about failing or worried about not being good enough you can remind yourself of oh you know what no I'm actually I'm I'm actually okay I'm pretty good it really helps to offset those negative emotions that are oftentimes stories we've made up in our head (laughs) Some other tangible tips to help curb procrastination. This is one I do a lot. Focus on how I feel after I've accomplished the task. For example, when I'm done recording a podcast, I'm just on cloud nine. <laughs> I love it. Or when I finish editing a podcast we- like a week early, oh my gosh, 
that burden is off my shoulders. It's not a burden, but like that task is off my shoulders. I don't have to think about it. I feel so accomplished and so good about myself. And so whenever I'm procrastinating recording a podcast, I literally just think about how good I feel when I'm done or feel how inspired I, I, I get when I'm done. And that really helps. Again, journaling your feelings throughout the process of when you're procrastinating is highly, highly helpful. <laughs> and then another thing is just do something. Do something. If you're procrastinating and you're doing something mindless like scrolling Instagram or watching TV that you don't actually focus on, that's me all the time. Like seriously, I started focusing on TV and believe me, I started watching a lot less of it. <laughs> but anyway, if you're finding yourself doing mindless things or you're you're avoiding and procrastinating, do something productive. It doesn't even have to be towards the task you're procrastinating, but do something productive. Granted, this is another way of avoidance. You know, cleaning out your closet when you're supposed to be recording a podcast, not super helpful to uh, finish that task of recording the podcast, but doing something active and mindful will eventually start helping you focus towards that other task. At least it has for me. If I find myself procrastinating and I'm cleaning the toilet, well, at least the toilet's clean, you know, and I'm not mindlessly on Instagram. Also, last but not least, reward yourself when you do finish the task or do the thing. Really start changing your internal self-talk to be a lot kinder because I promise you, you'll find that your fears of failure or your fears of fears of perfectionism will slowly, slowly, slowly start to soften. And that's really when you can start doing the work and start being present. And procrastination will become a thing of the past, but not really because everybody procrastinates. It's actually quite a normal thing. But when you find yourself doing it constantly and being in a constant state of stress, that's kind of where we need to curb it. Also, fun fact, when I was researching People who procrastinate tend to be high-stress people with low self-compassion, people who do it chronically. I am raising my hand because whether you know it or not, that's actually me. (laughs) And so, again, kind of knowing yourself and knowing your tendencies will really help you here. And trying to flip the the switch and recognize, too, that when you actually have more self-compassion for yourself, you find yourself in a less stressed state constantly. And that is better for so many things, your mindset, your mental health, your physical and, you know, emotional health. So by doing a little thing like changing your self-talk, being more compassionate and kind to yourself, even when you do things like procrastinate, which aren't the best or the most productive things, that's okay. And that's where the magic happens is where we start making these small little changes in our mindset to create magic. Boom. Did you see what I did there? (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I hope you like this mindset magic episode. If you do, please follow me at the nourished actor on Instagram. And more importantly, subscribe and report, I was going to say, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I highly, highly 
what is up with highly today? I would really love it if you did that. It helps get the podcast out there to more people. And also it just helps me. (laughs) I'm done podcasting. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again next week.